0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz with your host Gail Dixon. Tune in every Saturday, 9 am for great shows about obtaining and maintaining health, business and finance. Learn from the experts here at piHradio.net. And now broadcasting from the Partners in Health and Biz studio, here's
2: Gail. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning to you. Welcome to my show. This is, as you heard, Partners in Health and Biz. I'm your host, Gail Dixon, so very happy you could join me this morning. And this is going to be a fantastic show this morning. Um, I don't know if many of you know about the condition called lupus. That's what this show is all about. I have a cousin. And she has lupus. I never knew much about the disease. So there are lots of folks out there that are struggling with lupus. Lupus is a chronic autoimmune disease in which the body's immune system becomes hyperactive and attacks normal, healthy tissue. And this results in symptoms such as inflammation, swelling, and damage to the joints, skin, kidneys, blood, and heart, heart and lungs. And so we have information this morning that I'll be sharing with you, the Lupus Foundation of America, and they have a wonderful website, Uh, and if you want to know more information after this show is over, you can visit their website, which is www.lupus.org, lupus.org, And we are broadcasting live from our Columbia, Maryland studio. The weather has finally changed. It's been in the 80s, high 80s, almost 90, up until yesterday when the temperatures cooled down to the 60s. And today, Saturday, October the 13th, 2018, it promises to be a very nice, cool fall day. So if you love the cool weather, then you are in for a treat it is on and popping. The fall has finally kicked in, everyone. So let's get started. This morning I have a audio clip of some information straight from the Lupus Foundation of America. It's about 12 minutes and 31 seconds. After that audio clip, you can call into the studio and ask your questions, if you have a question or a comment, and I'll be happy to share with you any information that I have obtained the number to call in to Partners in Health and Biz this morning is 347-945-7433, 347-945-7433. Later, later today, I'll also be sharing from some of the natural ways that you can combat lupus. A lot of folks don't realize, but there are so many natural ways that you can combat different types of diseases and illnesses, strong medication. So we'll talk about that. And uh, so stay tuned. We're going to hear the audio clip from the Lupus Foundation of America, 12 minutes and 31 seconds, and we'll be right back. Prepare your questions and comments. The
0: butterfly has become a symbol for lupus. But there's another meaning for the butterfly, which is one of hope for patients with lupus. So lupus is an autoimmune disease, which means immune system targets self. Now this attack in lupus, unfortunately, can be on every organ in the body, which makes it incredibly complex
1: and potentially
0: serious and fatal.
1: My first symptoms occurred when I was about seven years old. Um, I had mouth problems.
2: I had a lot of unexplained illnesses, such as uh, recurring infections.
1: Scott always was a very healthy, normal child, and one day he came home from school on a Friday and walked in the door, fell to the floor, and said, I hurt
0: everywhere. Don't touch me. Please don't touch me and I took his temperature because I realized he had a fever. He had 103.5 fever. The hair issue was major for me. I used to have this like long, thick, pretty hair, always my entire life. And when it started coming out literally in patches, that was a major concern. The fevers continued and the symptoms continued. The doctor wanted us to take him to an infectious disease specialist because he couldn't figure out what was wrong with You could go to four, five, six doctors, which is the average for patients with lupus, with whatever complaint you have, and they may not recognize that you have this disease. Every doctor finds another thing wrong with him, and that's very, very disheartening because you just can't believe
1: that this child who's so cute and so normal and so adorable can have this kind of thing wrong. From the time I had my first symptoms until the time I was diagnosed, it was a 21-year time lapse. 21 years.
0: We need to continue to educate our physicians so that they can identify patients with lupus and make the appropriate diagnosis. The Office of Minority Health has developed a curriculum for medical students specifically targeted at lupus. And the curriculum is meant to educate medical students who will be our future doctors on how to diagnose and identify patients with lupus. An interesting story recently of one of my patients who told me about, in her neighborhood, how one of the women in the neighborhood had breast cancer. And so all the women in the neighborhood got together and decided they were going to make meals and help her while she was going through chemotherapy and radiation. And it was a great community effort to help this woman with breast cancer. And at the exact same time, my patient with lupus was getting chemotherapy for her kidney disease related to lupus. Almost the identical chemotherapy as the woman with breast cancer. Didn't she deserve the same empathy and attention from her friends and family, but it wasn't there for her. That's part of the problem with this disease, that the people can look so good and be so sick. And I would just hope that There could be more research into this disease, and it could be recognized as being as devastating of a disease as it actually is. The typical reaction I get from co-workers when they learn that I have lupus is, what is that? Um, I've heard of it, but I'm not really sure what that is.
1: I really did not have any knowledge of lupus until after I was diagnosed. I had heard the term before, but I didn't know what it meant. No one ever spoke about it. I did not know a thing about lupus. I had never heard of it. I didn't know if it was something that I would have to live with
0: forever. The federal government is coming to the table with helping increase awareness. The Office on Women's Health is sponsoring an ad council campaign to increase national awareness of lupus. Could I have
1: lupus? I'm definitely seeing a change in the public understanding of lupus. People are aware of the term now. There have been commercials. There have been print ads. When I go to a rheumatologist's office now, I usually see a pamphlet about it. That's something that I definitely never saw 10 years ago. Through the
0: Lupus Foundation, I think that they're doing a tremendous job in trying to make sure that their outreach is as broad as possible. There's a great effort to really reach people, educate them, give them some knowledge of what's going on with so many people. I consider this a period of transition. There is clearly excitement in the air now. Why? We have made great progress of coming out of the old paradigm of awareness and research in lupus into a new paradigm for the disease. But we have a long way to go. We have a lot more work to do and we have to keep the momentum going. So what do we need? We need more federal funding to increase research We need a continued investment from industry to develop new drugs. One drug will never be enough. We have to continue to increase awareness of lupus, and we have to continue to educate our physicians so that they can identify and diagnose lupus. We need to finish the job, and we need to find a cure. Foundation of America has as its primary mission to improve the quality of life of patients with lupus. And they're doing this by aggressively pursuing a research agenda that will help physicians and scientists unravel the dream of lupus. The LFA is focusing on promising areas of lupus research where there is a gap in our understanding or where there has been insufficient funding. Three of these areas include research on how lupus affects the heart, the brain, and the kidneys. The lupus causes inflammation of the lining of the heart, the lungs, the coronary arteries, and other blood vessels in the body. We now know that inflammation is a major factor in heart disease in the general population, and that's why we understand why women with lupus have a 50-fold increased risk of having heart attacks compared to women without
1: lupus. I've had pericarditis, which is inflammation of the heart,
2: and uh, I've had scorsi, which is inflammation of the lungs. Currently, um, on 23 different medicines. So, uh, right now, my job is taking medicine. Each medicine that I take is, um, I think about it as, um, that's another day that I can We
0: now know that the inflammatory proteins that are responsible for the development and progression of lupus may also be playing a role in the premature heart disease seen in these women. And thanks to this new information, we are now better able to manage lupus and improve the quality of life for those affected by the disease. A devastating complication of lupus is its effect on the brain. And this can range from anything from severe headaches to depression, difficulty concentrating, memory loss, and even severe manifestations such as seizures, hallucinations, psychosis, and even stroke.
3: I started having some scary symptoms like numbness in arms and legs and my face. And um, I have to say, I, I had really never seen a doctor look terrified but having a 30-year-old start complaining of symptoms that resemble TIAs um, scared him, and he said as much. Our work here at Texas Children's is concentrating on uh, more novel neuroimaging techniques that may let us get at earlier damage and inflammation in the brain. When we look at research uh, MRIs, we're looking at um, various structures of the brain for signs of inflammation uh, early damage or, or blood flow. The more serious manifestations for me has been that the lupus has affected the uh, central nervous system which has caused uh, a stroke and multiple TIAs. I also have it affect my peripheral nervous system so I get a lot of um, tingling and nerve pain and there's just nothing like nerve pain. It's, it's like fireworks going off in your body. Early diagnosis of neuropsychiatric may allow a physician to more aggressively treat the disease. It may also allow a physician, the patient, to get early access to uh, neuropsychology, psychology care, uh, and sometimes psychiatric care.
0: Up to 40% of patients and two-thirds of children with lupus have their kidneys affected by the disease. This has been termed lupus nephritis. The inflammation in the kidneys can lead to scarring, and this can lead to kidney failure, requiring dialysis, and in some cases, kidney transplantation.
1: I went to the hospital. They told me I was going to get a kidney biopsy. It was my first surgery ever. They told me that my kidneys had gotten so bad that I needed to start chemotherapy the next day. First of all, when they said chemo, I'm like, what? Chemo cancer, what? We didn't really understand. It really shocked the heck out of us. Then they told us the side effects. And you you basically just want to go to the ground and just cry and punch the ground. You're just, you, know, you don't want these for your kids. Physicians treating lupus nephritis in children face many challenges, primarily because
0: we don't have adequate information to tell us what is the best treatment. We've developed a new approach to determining the best treatment for lupus nephritis. And the new approach involves really taking advantage of all the patients who are treated for lupus nephritis, because every patient has something to contribute in terms of information. If we could compare patients with different treatments, maybe we would learn something about what the best treatment yeah. is. The value of this particular study is that we will actually be able to learn what is the best treatment
1: in children, and not only what drugs work best, but also what have the leaked side effects. I think the hardest part of lupus is the side effects of all the medicine and changing everything about my life. The medicine that they, they have, it is helping one thing, but it's making another thing worse. And it would just be nice if they can just have a medicine that can help that one thing without anything else being affected. The Lupus Foundation of
0: America is advancing research in lupus on three fronts. Their leading special initiatives They're funding lupus investigators, and they're advocating for increased public and private investment. They are tackling the tough issues that affect the daily lives of patients with lupus, and they're bringing together the stakeholders, including the doctors, the industry leaders, the government officials, and the public to work in collaboration to advance the science and medicine Without more funding for lupus research, many opportunities will be lost and progress delayed. It is a hard fact that a lack of money often stands in the way of curing sickness and relieving suffering. But thanks to people like you, who bring new money to the fight, we will now be able to rally experts and deploy resources to finally bring an end to lupus. And it's devastating impact.
2: back. Welcome back. You are listening to Partners in Health and Biz. I'm your host, Gail Dixon. So very happy you could join me this this morning. And as you have been listening, you've been listening to excerpts, audio excerpts from the Lupus Foundation of America. And they are a wonderful organization that does uh, help the community with information, research, and if you want to learn more, you can visit their website, www.lupus.org, www.lupus.org. And now I'll be sharing from the book, A Path to Healing. If you're interested in learning about natural ways to combat lupus, then I will be sharing at this point some information that would be very interesting. My naturopath, Dr. Andrea Sullivan, she has a practice in Washington, D.C. on Connecticut Avenue. Dr. Sullivan has treated many patients with lupus and other autoimmune conditions. As you know, lupus is an autoimmune condition, and she talks about her pa- One of her patients, of course, the names have been changed for patient confidentiality. She calls her patient Sheila. She was diagnosed with systematic lupus aerothematosus and polyarthritis, arthritis in, mul- in multiple joints at a very low point in her life. She had quit school was without work and was receiving public assistance. She felt like she was at a dead end. The first signs of her condition were painful, stiff, and swollen fingers and and knees. And though she was currently on prednisone and Plaquenil, she still had pain and stiffness. Although they eventually became husband and wife, the man with whom she lived at the time of the onset of her condition, was not willing to marry or be supportive of her as she needed him to be, and she felt de- dependent and needy because of her pain and disability. Being dependent and needy was not foreign to Sheila. She said she felt like she was nothing unless she had accomplished something. She said she felt like it was important to her parents, and it would she would tiptoe around her parents for fear of doing any of doing something wrong she squelched she was she felt squelched by her father's personality and she um she said i had to do what he thought was best because he was very concerned about public appearances and impressing others and it goes on and on talking about sheila and what her how her personal life had affected her physical well-being being that she was under stress and trying to impress others uh, family members, and so she also suffered from insomnia. Dr. Sullivan said it was very hard for Sheila to get to sleep. At times, sleep did not come until three or four in the morning, and once she was asleep, she had very vivid dreams of being chased by criminals with guns. Other dreams were of being threatened by storms and abandoned by, abandoned and ignored by others. So Dr. Sullivan prescribed for Sheila the remedy. Staffa Segria, for her suppressed anger, feelings of abandonment, false sense of being nothing, fears of conflict inability to for herself insomnia and grief, the experiences that created sheila's nature nature to be to the susceptibility to lupus and thus arthritis, in other words, as dr. Sullivan explains dis-ease means that you are ill at ease. Most of us walk around with a lot of stress and pain and depression, irritability, all of those things can bring on or progress even a certain disease such as lupus, which is autoimmune disease. And any time you are going through those type of stresses, You, whether it's in your mind, it affects your body, your physical being. So Dr. Sullivan decided that she was going to treat Sheila naturopathic with naturopath medicine. So she treated Sheila naturopathically. And so later on, she said, wonder what happened to Sheila? Well, if you want to know, after after Dr. Sullivan treated Sheila, she said, so... This is what happened. She said, it has been two years since she saw Sheila, and during that time she She consistently improved. Within the first month, she told Dr. Sullivan, I already feel better emotionally because I am taking control of my health now. Before, I was at the mercy of conventional doctors, and they would just laugh at me. They did not take me seriously. I don't want to rely solely on prescription drugs. She was still having a hard time falling asleep, but the time was reduced to one hour of restlessness rather than four or five. Since becoming a patient in, in Dr. Sullivan's office, she has not had an acute attack of lupus. A year after her first visit, she told Dr. Sullivan, usually I have a flare-up at least once or twice a year. I am doing very well. The pain and stiffness are gone. I've eliminated the Plaquenil and cut down considerably on the prednisone. Those are the traditional treatments for, and so she says she's cut down on those, and she um, she says she had... She went from 10 milligrams of prednisone per day to five every other day without problems. She says, I couldn't cut back on the prednisone before I came here. I've spoken my opinion and held on to it. I have more energy and a stronger frame of mind. I am not worried about what others think. Having more control over what I think and feel feels good. I'm so much better at making decisions too, and I have been taking charge. So that is what seeing a naturopath who has the experience of treating people with lupus can can do and can ha- how it can help you. So I want you to consider, my listeners, uh, any type of condition that you've, before you've, uh, I wouldn't say before, if you have been seeing a medical doctor, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But also consider natural medicine. Natural ways to eventually help you to become healthy without having to um, without having to stay on these horrible prescription drugs that, as you most know, always have side effects. They always have side effects. I don't know one prescription drug, and if if you listen to some of the commercials, you'll hear all the diff- different side effects. excuse me, to the point you wonder, well, the side effects sound worse than the condition or the disease. So consider uh, natural medicine. Now, I also want to share with you from Suzanne Summers. And Suzanne Summers has a wonderful book called Breakthrough, Eight Steps to Wellness, Life-Altering Secrets from Today's Cutting-Edge Doctors. So she was interviewing a doctor, and she interviews several several doctors in her book, Breakthrough. But uh, she interviewed this one particular doctor, and it's she wanted to begin with the condition, talking about the condition leaky gut syndrome, where leaky gut syndrome is where the cells that line the digestive tract are kind of like the bathroom tiles on the wall and the grout between the bathroom towels are like the spaces between the cells. When there is inflammation in the digestive tract or GI tract, the cells swell up, and when they swell up, they get puffy and tend to pull away from each other. When the spaces between the cells open up, then microscopic particles, proteins, usually leak from the inside of the digestive tract and get into the bloodstream where they're not supposed to be because they haven't been completely processed. And so that's leaky gut gut syndrome. When these proteins leak out, they are free to go anywhere and they end up lodging into all sorts of tissues. The thyroid is very susceptible because it is so engorged with blood and so much circulation goes through that thyroid. So the thyroid doesn't have a filtering mechanism, so these proteins get lodged into the thyroid. So what does that do, and how is this related to lupus? Well, let me tell you. These proteins are foreign and are not supposed to be where they are in the blood. They get attacked by the immune system of the body, and that's how you end up with autoimmune phenomena. Plus, the thyroid gets damaged, and the patient ends up with a non-functioning or low functioning gland. So the question is, so the comment by Suzanne Summers to the doctor, so how how is it so this is how conclusion after listening to how this works with the thyroid. So this is how so many people end up with fibromyalgia and lupus. Who would have thought that fibromyalgia and other autoimmune diseases start in the gut? And here is the key, listeners, ladies ladies and gentlemen. How do you treat this condition and how do you treat fibromyalgia? I don't know why I want to call it myology. Fibromyalgia, this is how the naturopaths work. He says, we work on detoxification, balancing hormones, cleaning up the gut, IV vitamins and energetic body work through combinations of yoga, breath work, acupuncture, and body mechanics. And Summer says, but most people have terrible diets, which works against what you're trying to do. And the doctor replies, yes, bad foods, chemicals, too much sugar, high amounts of toxic substances in the food, and acids all this weakens the digestive system. So their digestive enzymes are decreasing and the foods aren't being properly broken down as they go through the digestive tract. Even something as simple as not chewing your food well affects the GI tract. So this information, I hope you have been taking notes because I wanted to share with you because this month is National Lupus Awareness Month, October. I want you to do as much research as you can. If you know someone who has lupus, if you have lupus, make sure you do your research. There are medical, uh, there are prescription drugs out here that people are taking, but there also is an alternative. So I want you to do your research. If you are interested in Dr. Sullivan, you can look her up. Again, she's Dr. Andrea Sullivan in Washington, D.C., on Connecticut Avenue, northwest Washington, D.C. There are so many other wonderful naturopaths, but I know she is reputable, and she has been practicing for years. Uh, I started seeing her when I was in my 20s, and now I'm like, ah, four decades later, let's say. And so I'm still uh, a wonderful advocate for natural medicine and I advocate that you do so as well. So next Saturday I want you to tune in to Partners in Health and Biz. My co my partner and co co anchor, Wendy Meyerhoff. Her show next Saturday, October the twentieth at ten AM. Join her. Her topic is healthy pooches, healthy people, and she has a special guest. I'm your host, Gail Dixon Until next Saturday, everyone, remember the Walk of Healing is next Saturday also, 300 Oella Avenue in Catonsville, Maryland. We meet at 1030 a.m. in front of the Banneker Museum. Register online, www.partnersinhealth.biz. Until next Saturday, everyone, have a very, very blessed day. Bye-bye.